0: Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, Amen. You know, there's a term in our culture. Uh, it's called you know having an aha moment. I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. Uh, It wasn't invented by Oprah Winfrey, but she was the one who seemed to popularize it in our culture. An aha moment, a light bulb moment, when all of a sudden, you know, something that you, you didn't understand, but you'd been hearing and seeing, and all of a sudden, it clicks, and you go, ah, now I get it. And it gives you a reaction, something like this. Yeah, everybody do that a lot. Ah, ah, yeah, right. Ah, now I, now I get it. Now I understand. In the gospel lesson from Luke today, Jesus appears to his disciples and he proves to them again his resurrection. Since Easter, we have been looking at these stories of Jesus appearing to his disciples and proving that he has risen from the dead. Prior to his death, Jesus had told his disciples multiple times that he would die and that he would rise from the dead, that he would die and that he would rise from the dead, but they didn't understand it at the time. Even when Jesus was in front of them dying on the cross, They didn't understand it. And now, even since his resurrection, they are hiding out of fear, locked in a room, because they don't know what's going on, and when they're hearing from people that Jesus has risen, that that he's appeared to them, they're saying, ah, those are just idle tales. But now, Jesus appears to them. He shows them his hands and his side. He says, peace be with you, my troubled friends. And as they're looking at him, disbelieving, he asks for a piece of fish, and you can just imagine him sitting there, eating while they're just gazing at him. You know? And after he's finished with his snack, he says to them, look, look, he, he essentially, I mean, if he had a Bible there, a physical Bible, maybe he did, but I don't know that he needed it. He would have opened from the very beginning, to, to, to the creation account, to Moses, to the prophets, to the Psalms, to the writings, to the prophets. And over and over again, he would have said, Look, they were talking about me. Look, they were talking about me. Look, they were talking about me. The whole Bible's been talking about me. I told you I needed to die and rise. I died, and here I am. And all of a sudden they go. Oh, I get it. Understanding. Understanding. Jesus gives understanding to his disciples. Even verse 45 here says that he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Wouldn't it be nice to have Jesus as your teacher and sit in front of you and open the scriptures and give you understanding to the scriptures? Jesus wanted his disciples to know who he was and what he has done for them. He did not want them to be uninformed, and he doesn't want you to be uninformed either. He wants you to know exactly who he is and why he has come for you. He wants you to know and understand that he is God in the flesh, that God came into this world for you, And he wants you to know that he is your Savior and your Lord. He wants you to know that every one of your sins are forgiven. He wants you to know that eternal life is prepared for you. He wants you to know all of this, to understand it. If I were to ask you, where does understanding reside in your body like, literally, if you were to point to a part of your body, and I said, where is the place where understanding is in your body? Would you point to your head? Right. I would. Right? This is where understanding is. This is where knowledge lies, right? We have knowledge of who Jesus is. We have the Bible. We can read about him. We know he's God in the flesh. We know he died. We know that he rose from the dead. However, is that it? Is that where Christianity, is that where your knowledge and your relationship with Jesus stops? Just with the knowledge? Is that where it should stop? The Bible even says that the devil and the evil spirits have knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is. So should your relationship with Jesus just stop with your heads? Absolutely not because after you know who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit comes into your life, the Word of God moves throughout you because there comes a level of trust and a level of faith and it moves to different parts of your body where faith resides. And if you were to point to a part of your body, if I said, where is it that your faith and your trust in Jesus resides, where would you point? I'd point to my heart right? To the heart, or maybe you would just point to all of your guts, right? Once you know who Jesus is, and once the Spirit has come into your life, and you have an overwhelming just faith and conviction that what you understand is true, it goes to a place that's deeper than just a knowledge and an understanding, Obviously, though, what we believe with our hearts obviously comes from a place of logic and understanding. They are not mutually exclusive. But what we know is not enough. It must travel to our hearts as well. However, is that the only place that the message of Jesus should reside in Christian people? Just in your heads? And just in your hearts. Sadly, I would say for a lot of well-intentioned Christians, maybe even some of us sitting in this room oftentimes, this is where the message of Jesus stops for a lot of us. We say, ah, yes, I know who Jesus is. I understand that he died for me, that he rose for me, that he forgives me of my sins, and I have a deep conviction in it. I can't imagine my life without Jesus. I love him. My life has been changed by him. I'm just going to hold tight to his love for me until the day of everlasting life. I'm so glad that Jesus came to me and made things known to me. I really don't understand why people don't have faith in him. Ah, Too bad for them. Sadly, I think a lot of Christians, maybe even some of us, we get stuck from a knowledge of who he is to a faith in who he is. However, is that where faith should stop? Is that where the knowledge and the the word of Jesus Christ should stop in our bodies? And I would say, no. And if we're going to keep using body parts that begin with H's, the next place that the word of God travels is to our hands to our hands, and not just, not just physically our hands, our hands are kind of an image for our whole bodies, our lips as well. You see, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, what we just read, once Jesus opens their minds to the scriptures, and they go, oh, now I get it, their, their lives are changed by that word of God. <clears throat> and, the, and, and Jesus says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you with power from on high. And when he does, you will be my witnesses. To who? All nations. Starting in Jerusalem, you will be my witnesses. To who? All nations, all tribes, all tongues, all languages, all people groups, all ages because that is where God has sent you and start small start in Jerusalem and go one at a time until the whole world hears right this is how we got the Bible this is how we got the Bible it was witnesses of Jesus Christ firsthand eyewitness accounts and then they wrote it down and they passed it on to people And they said look what we saw in Jesus we need to tell you and then they passed it on this is how we got the Bible Right, Eyewitness accounts recorded for us. And so we then to take those eyewitness accounts and tell others until the whole world hears. This is Memorial Day weekend. This is a time set aside for us as a nation to give thanks and, 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 and to remember with gratitude the lives of those who laid down their life and paid the cost of laying down their lives for the benefit of us. A sacrifice, right? They gave up their lives so that we could have the freedoms that we have. And I know there are people in this room who had loved ones die in military combat. And to all of you, we continue to walk with you and give you thanks for your service and your friends and family service in the military. A few days ago, uh, I watched a documentary on, online Um, It was a documentary from a journalist who was embedded with some soldiers in Afghanistan. And he was with a small group of them and he followed them around for a while. And basically, the documentary is the story of this group of, of Marines. And he video recorded all kinds of things. And in that documentary, people lost their lives. He interviewed soldiers, the friends that were there as they talked about what happened and as they grieved and processed the deaths of their friends. And he interviewed the family members after the fact and he told stories of, of, of wins in battle, of successes, and also of defeats. And he came back and reported all of this and he made a documentary. Why? What's the point of him doing all of that? So that people like me and you can witness with our eyes what has actually been accomplished for us on battlegrounds that are far away from here, so that as we watch and see the sacrifices and the, and the lengths that people have gone on our behalf, we can say, "Wow, wow. And we are appreciate we know, we're appreciative, but then we can also share with others. Wow. Do you know what they have done for us, right? It not only goes into our minds and to our hearts, but we obviously tell other people about what has been done for us as well so that we can reciprocate that sacrificial love for others. Video evidence is very convincing, isn't it? It's hard to refute what this man saw and witnessed when the video is right there, but sometimes I wonder if somebody 2,000 years from today picked up a copy of that same video that I just witnessed and they watched it, if they would say, hmm, I wonder if that even really happened. That list looks like myth or, or fable, Right? As time goes on, sometimes these eyewitness accounts, sometimes people spin the stories and they change what happened. But I I guess I want you to know, you know, sometimes we think, man, it would be so nice if we had video evidence or photographic evidence of Jesus dying on the cross, and then the disciples filming themselves and hosting live videos on Facebook, and then they say, Jesus is here, he rose from the dead, you know? would we believe them would we believe them even more obviously we don't have that but what i want you to know today is that what we do have the bible is exactly how the ancients recorded their eyewitness testimonies of what they've seen and so this is what the bible is this is what the new testament is it's firsthand eyewitness accounts and not only do we have one we have multiples of them And then they say, hey, do you want to talk to somebody about this? They name names. They say, go and talk to this person over here. They know about it. When the gospel writers sat down to write their testimonies, they weren't thinking about you in America 2,000 years from them, right? They were thinking about the people right there saying, look what we've seen and what we've heard. Eyewitness accounts eyewitness accounts. Obviously, as Christian people today in 21st century America, we need to trust these eyewitness accounts of the apostles. And when we do, it starts to become clear. We know it with our heads. We believe it with our hearts. But it has to be lived out with our hands and with our lips. And this is what discipleship is all about. This is what disciple making is. When you go, oh, I get it. I get it, I believe it, it changes my life. I have to tell somebody else about this. And we do this all the time with other things, right? We do it all the time. We do it with viral videos that we've seen. We go, oh, I have to show somebody. We do it with dumb jokes that we've heard, right? Oh, what a funny one, I gotta tell it to somebody else. We do it with random trivia facts we've heard. Oh, I gotta tell you what I just heard the other day. Can you do it with this simple message? Jesus loves you. (laughs) Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You know that, right? Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. How? For the Bible tells me so. You know it. Do you believe it with your heart? He died for you. He gave up His life. He, He died so that you can have forgiveness. You know the weight of your sin. You know the weight of brokenness in this world. Jesus died to pay for all that. Jesus rose so that he could prove to be Lord over all things. And Jesus is with you as you walk through the troubled valleys and the high mountain peaks of this life, always forgiving you, giving you peace and joy when all the world has to offer is stress and worry. Jesus is with you, and he's going to come again to make all things new where there will be no more pain, no more suffering, no more mourning, no more crying, because all those things will be gone, and everything will be made brand new. Do you know it? Do you believe it? Will you live it? You are witnesses of the resurrection. Head, heart, hands, head, heart, hands, head, heart, hands, and the more that you do this on repetition, it becomes a habit of yours. It becomes a habit. It becomes your everything. My dear friends in Christ, you know who Jesus is. You believe what he's done for you. Will you go with your hands and with your lips, with the power of the Holy Spirit, witnessing the resurrection of Jesus until the whole world hears? Go in his name and his peace and in his joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.